Welcome to Witches and Wine. So much of Western occultism and magic deals with confronting horror, confronting demons, both external and internal, confronting our fears. Western occultism owes a lot to Jewish mysticism, so I wanted to know what Jewish texts say about fear. That's the essence of horror. The fact that horror is divine and uh, related to, to the one being that should uh, protect you. This is Alaria Briata. She's a scholar of Jewish studies. For her postdoctorate, she's looking into how Jewish texts, they deal with the concept of fear. She's giving a morbid anatomy talk later today. The lecture's called A Brief History of the Jewish Taste for Horror, and she'll be discussing notorious, spooky characters in Jewish stories. It seems like the entire Old Testament is a testament to fear. You, you, you're afraid of everything because uh, you're nothing. And uh, it's God that's uh, it's everything. Acknowledging is a huge gap uh, between you and God. Understanding that uh, God is something that uh, is completely different from you. And uh, you cannot know him from this lack of knowledge, maybe also uh, stems fear. To watch the full 89-minute interview, where Ilaria and I go in-depth into our postdoctorate research, become a member at patreon.com slash witchesandwine. Western culture, we think about horror. We, of course, think about um, Gothic literature and um, Stephen King, for yeah. instance, Clyde Barker as horror. It's a waste of good suffering. I think that uh, that's not the way to approach the question of horror in Jewish culture. Um, for instance, uh, now I'm working on uh, a book that is called uh, Shevet Musar, that means uh, uh, the rod of chastisement. So it has a very strict and uh, very serious title. And uh, this book was written in Hebrew originally in uh, 1712 in Izmir. So in the Ottoman Empire, in uh, nowadays uh, Turkey, this text became very, very famous. So what I'm interested in is uh, to understand from this text how um, we can uh, perceive uh, fear. So both in the way that uh, um, this text uh, um, trigger fear in the reader, so with uh, images of hell, demons, and um, also bodily gore and these kind of things, but also in the way that the texts themselves describe fear and speak about fear. And um, this um, latter point is um, uh, what actually made me start uh, um, this research in Jewish horror, Shevet Musar. Um, we have a lot of description of uh, how fear works because for the author, writing this book of fear is a very important instrument for education and for um, spiritual uh, uh, enlightenment. And uh, in a very physical way, in the sense that um, uh, he, have, he has a very physical description of fear, like uh, he speaks of uh, um, how you feel like needles in your skin and you have the feeling that uh, your vertebrae um, your backbone, the touch, and 
they are very relatable. That's how our body works. If we uh, experience fear, and especially if we trigger in ourselves fear, we are somehow distracted from uh, sinful thoughts and from uh, evil um, inclination and uh, any temptation we, can, we may have of uh, not behaving well. It's just uh, thinking about uh, something scary and uh, so scare yourself so that uh, your heart will somehow be distracted and just to think about the fear and have this uh, uh, very physical feeling that um, disrupt the, let's say, the conscience from uh, uh, his sinful, it's a sinful train of thoughts. He doesn't try to explain why evil is called evil and why you should not do it. Evil is um, always around and inside the people. And um, it's not something that you can, that you can fight uh, and uh, at some point you just overcome it and now you're a good person. No, evil is also always uh, as an external temptation, but also as uh, something part of the soul of man is always present. And you have to fight it uh, all the time while you're alive. And one of the tricks is that of... Um, carrying yourself. So using fear, using her as a, um, an instrument for, um, for ethical living. So the book, it actually has like practical sort of like, if you're feeling like you're encountering evil, think of this specific scenario, like of hell yeah. or something like that. Yeah, yeah, you find these images and one, it's, it's not very scary, but it's funny. And uh, it says that um, if you're feeling that you're falling into temptation of any kind, that would be eating something that is not kosher or uh, uh, seeing or um, having a sexual desire for a woman that is not uh, your wife, anything. If you're feeling that you're uh, encountering evil, let's just think about a very big man that is about to punish you. This is almost as if somebody were to say, if you're about to cheat on your girlfriend, here's a YouTube playlist of like really horrible, like bloody movies to watch to scare you. So that instead of cheating on your girlfriend, you'll just feel scared. Is that sort of a good analogy? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly the, the way uh, one of the, I mean, it's not the only, um, the only system, educational system that we find in this book, but it's a very important one. We find very different description of hell throughout the Jewish literature. And they don't start in the Bible. For instance, we don't have hell in the Bible. We have something similar that is Sheol, and it's more like um, a, similar to a Greek uh, Latin afterlife. In Christianity, it's very clear how the hell looks like. because, uh, But it's simply because Christianity had uh, to a higher degree than Judaism um, orthodox uh, um, ideology. So orthodox in the sense that uh, it's uh, the common, it's established and common to everyone. Um, Judaism never experienced something like orthodoxy. So there were always uh, different opinions, different currents, different trends. You have, uh, you can find a, a whole trend of, um, of literature uh, in Hebrew, 
uh, that is inspired by Dante and the Commedia and the Inferno. So it's uh, coming from the Jewish world, it's uh, developing Christianity, and then Christianity influenced Jewish culture again. And these uh, taking hints from uh, external cultures and then uh, reworking them, uh, it's really how every, uh, how every culture works. So it's not like saying, saying that the Jews just uh, copied the Christian on uh, the question of hell. The Judaism for, uh, for many um, centuries had a belief in uh, um, metempsychosis, so in, uh, the, in reincarnation. And that's something um, that came to be important also for the question of horror because uh, that's how the, the book, so the typical Jewish demon is made. Um, the bukim, so these uh, demons that possess uh, people, um, are very different from uh, the demons that possess people like in The Exorcist or in um, any account of uh, Christian possession, uh, because they are not only supernatural or um, superhuman and, uh, let's say, um, entities that are, are not human but are not divine, they are something di very different uh, from men. But they are the souls of, um, of men themselves. The way that Lilith became a demon, she was mm -hmm. human to begin with. She said God's name, you weren't supposed to say it, and then poof, she got wings, and then she like became a demon, the first demon. The demons don't necessarily have to be created by Satan. They could be mm. a woman. They could be a woman who says, I'm not going to do missionary positions during sex. And then she turns into a demon, like one of the most feared demons. 18th century, let's say, where also in the Christian world, uh, there was a very um, cultural uh, uh, boost of um, um, all the possession issue, like, for instance, uh, the famous story of um, um, the demons of Ludon uh, in France. It's one of the like the the most fa famous historical cases of possession uh, and exorcism in Christianity. The movie by Ken Russell's The Devils is based on... You are unrepentant heretics! There is no act more vile! And uh, at the same period, we experienced something um, similar in Jewish culture. In a different area, there are really a lot, a lot of accounts of this possession and of rabbis exorcising uh, people. And uh, that was a, a real issue. But uh, the, here we find a very, the very basic uh, um, conceptual uh, difference. That is that uh, the um, Christian possession is uh, a case where a um, supernatural uh, evil being take um, possession of the body and soul uh, of a person, while in Judaism we have uh, the wandering soul uh, of uh, a deceased person taking possession of somebody. One of the things that I heard was that after World War II, there was a subgenre of BDSM where it was um, a lot of like forbidden fantasies that some Jewish writers had of being dominated by Nazi SS officers. And I'm, I'm wondering, like, if part of the Jewish horror 
could also be the forbidden horrors of being turned on or being, um, I don't know, even interested or titillated by real life horrors that have happened in the community. It's called Stalag literature. And I think that uh, these publications are held in the um, National Library of Israel. They exist. I saw uh, a few days ago, it was the, the birthday of Dario Argento. So like the myth of uh, Italian horror uh, movies. <laughs> he was saying that um, he had a gift from nature and I was expecting that he would say that he can direct beautiful movies but instead he said that um, he, the gift was uh, the uh, ability to speak with his dark side and he was actually scared that at some point these uh, strange thoughts would just overwhelm him and uh, made him act in a strange way. But uh, that's uh, how, for instance, a good, uh, um, a good book or a good movie in the genre of horror um, come out with the, the ability of someone to speak to his darker fantasies as uh, the, the author of Shevet Musar would say that evil and uh, dark things are always within, uh, outside us and within us. And uh, we cannot just overcome them or just uh, silence them, but we have to, to address them. And one of the defining um, ideas of Judaism is the fact that God is one. And if God is one, everything comes from God, also evil. Horror is divine and uh, uh, somehow uh, related to the one being that should uh, protect you. This question of Ira is um, very compelling because uh, it's uh, a theological concept. So you have Ira-Chet, uh, which is the fear of uh, committing a sin. So another time again, um, behaving as a good man because of um, you are, you fear of uh, the consequences of sin, but also so the fear of God, the awe of God. In Jewish theology, there is this strong conception of uh, uh, fear of God, the fear of sin. So it's something very religiously and theologically um, Mark. This fear, yes, it's uh, very conceptualized and maybe it's, uh, I think it, the word can be used for uh, the description of uh, like the, the, the thrills we, we feel when um, we see a slasher movie, but it's usually something very uh, connected to the soul, but uh, not to the on the emotional side, more on the ideological side. And uh, I think th this could be a good, um, a good starting point for um, understanding Jewish horrors. This has been Witches and Wine with me, your host, Chawan Ku. Thanks for listening.